me for the most part. But uh, I did watch a little bit of it. You know what else I watched? What's that? I finished. I, it took me every bit of the last three weeks. I Every time I started watching was at the end of a night and after writing multiple stories and just would fall asleep every single time, wake <laughs> up and the next day and same routine and have to restart 30 minutes from where basically I fell asleep at. But I did finish Gladback. Oh, what'd you think? Well, I found it to be very, very captivating. Isn't it enraging? Yeah, why, uh, I guess I can sort of understand why law enforcement didn't get more involved. In case, a little little plank show context here. I'm really big about this, making sure that those who don't get to lesson from start to finish can still be part of the fun. There is a, I'm not a big, hey, who's in, what Netflix show should I get into? I'm never, I, I was that guy for a while, but then, of course, what typifies everything in my life, everyone starts doing it, and then I'm like, ah, oh, okay. I mean, I love the John Middlecoff podcast. I love Three and Out. I listen to it all the time. He literally spends now half of his mailbag still going through. All right, maybe I'll watch that. Maybe I'll watch. Yeah, yeah, that's not. I've, I've watched. So I get so sick and tired of it. Right? It's like what? Okay, give me your uh, submissions, and plus get back. The sports guy is always ringing in my head. Right? But Gladbeck is a doc. Is it fair to call it a documentary? I think it is. Right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, okay. definitely. It's a documentary about a hijacking in in Germany that turned you know deadly. They had what two two people that were killed from it, and it's kind of like that ESPN thirty for thirty on what was it like July seventh or whatever it was, where everything or June June seventeenth, where everything is videos from that day. Right? There's no uh, moderator. There's no narrator. There's or narrator. There's there's nothing like that. It's just literal footage from that day. And I, I mean, there's. I don't want to spoil anything because there is some drama to it, right, Josh? Wouldn't you agree? Oh, absolutely. But let's just say as you're watching this, you're going to get angrier and angrier at probably both the media and the the police in in Germany. But how about the scene where he's just walking around the streets with a gun and doing interviews with the media? I know. I, I found myself much more upset and irritated with the media right than i was with law enforcement like law enforcement in that situation i can understand Understand. Mm -hmm. you're trying to kind of be a little bit laissez-faire with the deal until you get a situation to where these hijackers aren't around a big throng of people right or you're not trying to open fire like in that bus situation, it's like, who knows how that turns for the individuals on the bus. So I can understand why you're being a little bit more patient. The media, it's like, oh, my goodness, treating these guys like rock stars and interviewing them and giving them all the time of day and honestly kind of helping them out. It's like it was just crazy. The lighting of the cigarette was hilarious to me. It's like he's sitting there, and you have a cameraman who's literally lighting the guy's cigarette for him while he's hijacking a bus. <laughs> and and I, loved, I loved what he said. Yeah, can you cover your hand, please? Yeah, as t- you're t- lighting tuck us. your hand there a little bit. Tuck your hand there a little bit. <laughs> so I started one last night just uh, off of Tubi. 
because, you know, the magical world of Tubi also has a documentary section, which is usually terrible documentaries. I don't know how else to put it. But I found one on there that I've been wanting to watch for a long time. And it's a, I think it's Johnny Knoxville's production company that put it together, the the Wonderful World of the Whites. Have you heard of this? Uh-uh. It's older. It's probably about 10, 15 years old. It's on Tubi. What am I talking about? Of course it's older. Of course yeah, it's, it's from the late recent. 90s, early 2000s. Which, by the way, just to kind of give you an idea of how terrible Tubi is, they have the Toxic Avengers under comedies. It's like that is not a comedy. That is a ter- terrible, horrific, scarring movie, you fools. Uh, co- comic to watch now, but for an 8-year-old whenever I accidentally first saw it, not good, Josh, not good. Anyway, it was called The Wonderful World of the Whites. And it's it's a family in West Virginia called the White Family. Dude, I, I'll just – this real quick, before we get to this conference realignment conversation, I'm kind of like you. It's like I don't get to sit and just watch a show and then react. I've got three kids, well, two two that are living with me now, one that's off to West Point, though he never calls his dad. So I've got two kids. I've got a wife who doesn't like anything scary. So, you know, I've got to kind of make sure we hash things out where it times out. And I'll usually fall asleep and then pick back up where I fell asleep. Sounds similar to you? Sounds very, very similar of late to me. So I, I, I got about, you know, a third of the way through. And literally, Josh, they're at – their mom's 86th birthday party and at their mom's 86th birthday party they're basically doing crack and smoking weed and they're doing meth the whole time while she just sits there and watches them party and waits for her cake (laughs) that's that's the whites well that does sound like appointment viewing for me i I, you've sold me on it i want to see how this turns out at the the birthday party sucked you in all right, listen, I want to get to conference conversations. Keep the tweet, uh, the text coming, Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. We'll hit them at the bottom of this hour. Also, I want to thank the uh, good folks at Riverwind Casino for having us out. That's where we're spending our Friday uh, Beats and Bites. Tickets can be purchased online right now at riverwind.com. The Randy Rogers Band here tomorrow night with a fireworks show following it up. Okay, Dennis Dodd was on... Mac and Q, McElroy and Kublik in the morning. That's uh, on jocks out of, I think, with the Birmingham area. And I, I would say of my maybe quad or, or five people that I go to for college football news or at least people that I think have a pretty good feel for what's breaking and what isn't, Dot, Dennis Dodd's kind of on the outside of that. I like him. I like him a lot. But, like, I trust Nicole Arbach. I really trust Pete Thamel, especially now that ESPN puts him on so much because what? You put a guy on ESPN all the time, people are going to give him information, so then that way they can get a little bit more shine for their player, for their program, for the conference, whatever it might be. Um, Adam Rittenberg, I trust him. He's a nerd, so all he's going to do is live the information. I would pr- – uh, anyway, like, Dodd's on the outside of that. Just, just barely. Not much, Josh, but just barely. So they asked him about the next domino to fall in conference realignment. Here's what he said. Here's what he said. Yeah, if if nothing realignment ways happens, um, you got to look at the Big Ten announcement, which is likely coming this month, of their TV rights deal. You know who's who exactly is in the league, 
is Notre, Stan- Notre Dame still involved, still interested? I think they are. Um, and the, I don't know, the juice is the stress that's going to put in the system because we're going to be able to see finally on paper, you know, the first league worth a billion dollars a year. Uh, the last Big Ten contract for six years was worth a total of $2.6 billion. This is at least a billion a year, and if Notre Dame gets in, it's north of that. And so what kind of stress does that put on the system in terms of everything? Uh, player empowerment, revenue sharing, playoff first, because if these leagues haven't thought of it, these top two leagues haven't thought of it already, there's some stewardship and responsibility that's going to go with pulling away from everybody. Now, realistically, where before it was, I don't know, uh, you know, we thought it looked like that, but now it's going to be realistic. So what I've taken away from all of the, you know, however you want to view this, right? Oh, I'm tired of this nonsense. This is ridiculous. This is enough of this. It basically comes down to whether or not Notre Dame wants to join a conference, right? And I I know that this is really kind of minimizing the conversation, but Josh, if Notre Dame doesn't want to join a conference, then where are we? What's next? Because if Notre Dame says, hey, NBC is going to put us and and we're going to have scheduling agreements with – the Big Ten, and we've got our you know regular matchup we're going to have with certain teams out of the ACC and certain rivalries that we'll keep, if that number is still pretty big and the conference or the playoff expansion is still coming, boy, they're not going to be motivated to probably do anything different, right? So if they decide to stay, this just becomes what's going to happen between the Pac-10 and the Big 12, right? At least initially, yes. Right. If it kind of just depends to me – at that point, if if everything you said is true and financially it's still a good situation with NBC, okay, maybe, and it won't be, not as good of a situation as what the Big Ten or the SEC looks like, but for Notre Dame, they, they get the answers that you're talking about there. Scheduling, not, not a ton of hurdles, right? We can still schedule the games we want to with the Big Ten, can still play USC, can schedule Michigan, Michigan State, whoever we want, when we want to. And we have access to the college football playoff. They get the answer that this is not just going to turn into the SEC Big Ten Invitational, right? That would be the fear for Notre Dame is, are we on the outside looking in of, what is widely regarded as the national championship in college football. If there's still a college football playoff, and if that's set to expand and they get that type of indication and those answers, then sure, I can see where they say, you know what, okay, we're not making Big Ten SEC money, but we're making pretty good money for us, and we still have the freedom to schedule how we want to for the most part, and we have access to the college football playoff. We're good. We're not joining the Big Ten then at that point, it basically turns into this blank for me. It turns into, does the SEC decide, you know what? Yeah, we, we would like to go ahead and add Clemson, Florida State, North Carolina, Virginia. That's the, the rumored four from yesterday. Or the SEC says, you know what? We would like to dip our toe in the Pacific waters just a little bit. We'd like to add Oregon and Washington, or any combination of 
West Coast schools, Oregon, and take your pick. Probably Washington would be the name. And then Clemson, Florida State. If the SEC tosses those dominoes over and expands to 20, well, then I think all bets are off. But in the meantime, probably you're in a, a holding pattern until the SEC does that. I, you know, yesterday on the show, as, as we roll on here on a Friday edition of the Plank Show live from Riverwind Casino, yesterday we joked about the two ways to get clout. What's the two best ways to get clout right now on social media? Number one, talk about a $4 million deal that some kid has got to go to a school. Right? Everyone loses their mind. I heard, what was the, who was the former Texas linebacker? Joseph Osai. And the fake tweet that someone threw out, I hear Osif Josai has got a $4 million deal to be an edge rusher for Texas, and it blew up. Everyone, oh, this NIL is out of control. You fake an NIL report or even overbloat it, over-exaggerate it, Josh, you're going to get clicks and likes and likes and clicks. You create some sort of conference rumor, oh, bro, you're over the top. I mean, how about how about the one that you sent me yesterday? Because it's exactly the kind of thing that suddenly everyone loses their mind. And I think Mike Trainer did it to kind of make a, a prove a point when he was Alabama, Notre Dame, and Boston College to join Rebuilt Pac-12, Amazon to bid four hundred and seventy-five million dollars on exclusive streaming rights. It's funny because Trainer, Trainer, who by the way is a verified account, and that kind of flies in the face of a verified account, but yeah, you know, whatever. I'm not verified. They are. What do I know? Did say Harvard, LaSalle, and Starfleet Academy are also involved in the discussion. Yeah. So it's obviously a fake, right? Yeah. But it just shows you. Look, the the tweet got sixteen hundred likes. Sixteen hundred likes. Because people and there's people fighting with him too, and he's like, no, there's no way that Alabama would ever leave the SEC. But I'm like. See, we're just dumb. We're sheep. We're sheep. We don't take the time to kind of dig into it. We don't dive in it. You and Andrew sent it to me because you saw it was a joke and I cracked up because we get it. People are doing this to garner attention, which is why when you see things from a swimming dude that tells you about Virginia and North Carolina being in deep discussions to join the SEC, I think Barrett Salise said it best. And it's not arrogant and it's not being cocky. But it's just the reality of it. And I guess now we, uh, well, we have to start living this mindset. The SEC doesn't negotiate. It invites. That's it. There's no negotiations. You're either in or you're out. And if you're out, guess what? Moving on. (laughs) That's what it is. It's hilarious to me. And everyone, and then dude wants to double down. That's fine. That's fine. I just challenge everyone to remember, Josh, what's the number of people that you think are truly in the know in some of these conference conversations that are truly at the decision-making level? It's not many, right? Like two at each university. <laughs> exactly. Right? And in some cases, <sighs> you know, maybe just one. Maybe less. Maybe, maybe just one. one. You know, uh, I'm sure that there was a reason that our, our man from Swim Swam out there Put out that report. And it's, you know, somebody kind of sold me on this yesterday. It's not the craziest thing that no. that individual could have a good relationship with, say, one of the Olympic coaches, one of the swimming coaches at Absolutely. North Carolina or, or wherever, and they're hearing, hey, this is, this, is, this is what's going on. 
But you know how things are. I mean, things go through the grapevine, and what's the the old game that people would play? Telephone, right? Where right, you telephone, sit there and tell a friend. Yeah, you sit there and pass a message along, and all of a sudden the message isn't really exactly how the message started out. So, right. you know, look, there's probably some wrinkle of truth. We know that Clemson, Florida State, I don't need a source to tell me that Clemson and Florida State are <laughs> sniffing around to try and get out of the <laughs> ACC. But I, I do buy what you're selling. I, who's to say he doesn't have a great relationship? Who's to say? But I'll say this much. For the most part, um, most coaches I've talked to about realignment or conference moves, on every, from softball to, to baseball to football to basketball, it usually has at some point, a, well, what are you hearing? <laughs> you know, they, they want to – most of them are tied in, but even at that core, they're not getting all the information, right? It's just – it's on a need-to-know basis. Here's, You'll know when you need to know. Oh, go ahead. Here's one question that I haven't really heard discussed a whole bunch. In this land rush, in this gold rush for TV deals and Fox and ESPN getting involved and folks want to make as much uh, bang for their buck as they can, Oklahoma and Texas, of course, it makes sense. USC, UCLA, hey, we get it. You're trying to make as much money as you possibly can and protect your financial security for the future. At what point do – because keep in mind, the SEC and the Big Ten, they've got to vote you in on the invites – Right. At what point do these 32 programs now, at what point do they say, okay, you know what, we've got a really great TV deal, and we're not really in the business anymore of wanting to help out Oregon and Washington or helping out Clemson and, and Florida State. We kind of like the advantage we have over them. At what point do we get there? Are we there now, or can they still be enticed by, yeah, we'd like that extra $15, $20 million a year if right. you know adding these schools brings you that? Well, can I add one more point, too, on, on expansion? Well, let's, let's take a break. Let's take a break. When we come back, I mean, what does expansion then truly realignment? I keep saying expansion. Expansion in the sense of what's, what the Big 12 has done, a reorganization, maybe expansion in what the, what the Pac-12 is going to try to do. But realignment in the case of, obviously, the Big 10 and the SEC and maybe even to a certain extent and a lesser extent the Pac-12. But what does it really do beyond just the financial impact for some of these teams? Does it really help? Pose a question involving USC next. Our number two of the Plank Show, we roll on. Happy Friday, everybody. Josh Elmer alongside Chris Plank. We call this, again, the Plank Show. Our number two, as always, brought to us by Allison Insurance, 405-745-2968. Visit them online, Allison Insurance. Dot com, health insurance, life insurance, Medicare supplements, HSAs, and more. Bob and Robert Allison, they can find the needs to best fit you and your office for insurance. Allison Insurance, they've been helping you and your family for over 60 years. And again, the number to call one more time here, 405-745-2968 or easy, online, allisoninsurance.com. <laughs> Real quick, before we get to it, uh, I had mentioned the, the wild or the wonderful world of the whites. Uh, and I forgot about this because I did get this far. My man Potter uh, hit us up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line and said, Dude, that's so old. Classic pill bottle shake for a mating call. 
right, Josh, so there's this scene in this TV show with mother and son, okay? And they're sitting there. This this family's been through, I mean, it, a lot of it's self, self-inflicted. But they've seen some things, man. They've been through some things, right? They've, they've been through it. And as he's telling his story, he's like, I got right here. It's my my classic mating call. And he just starts shaking a pill bottle. Oh, my goodness. Like, oh, my gosh. Oh, you got to watch it. Yeah, that's it's on, pretty dark. It's, it's Oh, it's the darkest thing and I've seen, and I'm like a quarter of a way through it. And it is old. It is old. But what on Tubi is it? What on Tubi is it? Uh, by the way, get back to sports guys in my head. You, can, can we talk some realignment here on a different angle? We may, and you teased this. What realignment question have you not heard answered? Okay. I think we all agree at the core for both UCLA and USC – this is great, right? Great move. When we talk about Oklahoma and Texas and its move to the SEC, we feel like overall, Josh, it's going to have a positive – what? A positive impact on recruiting, right? Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC, while things get a little bit more challenging, we agree it's a positive impact on recruiting for the most part, Right. Absolutely. No okay. no doubt. Gets you an opportunity to – and we've already seen it. You know, Brent Venables, because of the relationships that he and his staff developed out east and because of the fact that you're joining the SEC, I mean, they have been busy recruiting the state of Florida and recruiting up and down the coast a little bit, the east coast. And I think the SEC move gives you the chance to get into – Georgia and Tennessee and, right. and Alabama states that yeah I mean you could have you could have picked off a player or two here and there and we've seen Oklahoma do that in the past but now those doors are swung wide open for Oklahoma because guess what that negative recruitment that for so many years was used against you ah they're not in the SEC they're not playing big boy football well now that's gone so yeah no I definitely think it enhances recruiting or could right does it enhance recruiting for football at USC and UCLA to go to the, the Big Ten? No, I, I think it – I mean, look, it could help them with Ohio kids for sure, right? It can help them with Chicago talent. It, it can. Maybe, I mean, you tell me what kind of a football hotbed is New York and New Jersey, but it does kind of open those doors for USC and UCLA sure. a little bit. But, I mean, how many kids from – New York City and New Jersey are really signing up to play half of their games all the way from coast to coast, right? Probably not a ton, you wouldn't think. How many kids from Chicago are in that same boat that they're going all the way from Chicago and Ohio and, you know, Detroit, now all of a sudden they're signing up to be in L.A. and play college football. Now, it opens that door potentially, but, again, I I just – I don't know – the reverse is true. It welcomes Ohio State in Michigan, in Penn State, in Michigan State, in all these other schools in the Big Ten into California. It does. So what you thought was going to be this stranglehold if you're leaking Riley on the state of California, well, now all of a sudden, hey, welcome to the party, Michigan and Ohio State, Michigan State and everybody into California. I think a lot about a guy like Malachi Nelson. 
And I don't follow the day-to-day recruiting like obviously Parker Thune does or anyone else on the recruiting beat. But I do remember specifically whenever, you know, things early on in Malachi's recruitment, his family made it pretty clear that they didn't necessarily want to leave the West Coast, right, because it's expensive to travel and watch a kid play football. And not everyone has unlimited resources, right? I know if I'll just give you, for instance, if my son, who's going to West Point, was playing for Army, I would be able to go to maybe one game a year on the road. Maybe. Right? I sure as heck probably wouldn't get to go to many home games. It's expensive, dude. And I can't help but wonder, like, all, because where have all the great California quarterbacks gone recently? Everywhere but USC or UCLA. <laughs> but what's kind of the one thing they – that Lincoln, Lincoln Riley's bringing it back, and I think somewhat you started to see it a little bit with Chip Kelly, um, but eh, maybe not so much, somewhat. But Josh, hey, you can stay home. You can stay home, and you're not going to travel much. We're going to back 12. We're going to go up and down the coast. We're not going to be heading uh, anywhere near outside of Colorado. You're good. And now all of a sudden it's, yeah, well, we're going to have to travel up to Penn State, and we're going to go. So I just, I know that's a very minute kind of group that you would be worried about. But that's that's a fascinating angle to me, right, where you thought, A, like you brought up, you're going to have control of the West Coast now. USC is back, baby. No longer is Bryce Young going to Alabama, or no longer are you going to see these great California quarterbacks go somewhere else. They're staying here. Well, now suddenly Ohio State is going to be able to say that they're going to bring their party, you know, two times in the four years that you're going to be likely, right? And two of the four years you're going to get to go there or at least play against USC. Now USC, for those that they've kind of sold their families on, no, 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 we're going to have everything's going to be within our, you know, parameters. Now it's like, ah, you know, we're going to be traveling all the way to Pennsylvania. I mean, I just – I don't know if this is going to be a recruiting windstorm for – USC and UCLA, like it appears to be for Oklahoma and Texas. And I just haven't heard that talked about too terribly. Agreed. Much. And actually, while not great financially, obviously, for Oregon, this potentially sets up for Dan Lanning and company to really clean up, I think, in the state of California if they can sell the positives sure. on this. Hey, you get to stay home. We're playing a – primarily West Coast schedule. There's not as much traveling. Easy for Much easier for your family to travel and see you every single week. And, oh, by the way, we are going to absolutely dominate this conference. Yeah. yeah. Dominate. All right, quick break. When we come back, Josh Helmer, it's time to hit the Air Comfort Solutions text line. For what I guess you could say thoroughly would be the first time today. Thoroughly to dive to What's on guys minds? Top five stories today coming up in the five o'clock hour. Wait, what am I saying? Are we going to do a ten-hour show today? Top five stories today coming up in the eleven o'clock hour. And boy, I had a fun time listening to Teddy and Tyler yesterday. Man, I don't get a chance to be on the road too terribly much from three to six, and I only catch what I'm able to on the podcast. But they had a great show yesterday, and there was a lot of talk about these preseason polls and kind of from a different perspective and it's who decides like where where did this come from that Steve Sarkeesian has everything figured out after a five and seven year and Oklahoma does it whenever it's the first year of Brent Venables I just this blows my mind it's a fun conversation we'll get into it as the show rolls on right here on the Home Sooner fans 
Okay, no worries. All right, welcome back to the show. Was just debriefing with my man, Trevor LaFoon. Make sure that we're all on the same page here at the Riverwind Casino, along with Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. And Pierce, the intern, is here today. Pierce, I didn't realize you were so sold on Baylor, by the way. I'm kind of impressed with it. I didn't realize that I was fighting. I didn't realize I was fighting such an uphill battle in my Blake Shapin is not a franchise quarterback debate against you two. I was kind of impressed by it, standing up. For he he looked again like he made some some young mistakes right, last last season, but you can't expect him to go, you know, mistakenless. Exactly, it happens. I love that term, mistakenless. I'm using it. Uh, B- did you say BFC was on hold? Did I hear that correctly? Yes, you did. Josh, this is your call. Now, do you want to do it on? Uh, do you want to get to the sports text? Or do you want to get to the phones? <laughs> let's let's go ahead and get BFC in here. <laughs> What's going on, BFC? How are you, man? My, my man, I got to visit with Pierce for thirty seconds off the air. That's uh, thirty seconds of my life I'll never get back. And uh, but uh, great, <laughs> great fellowshipping with Pierce, and welcome aboard. Uh, hey, by the way, Plank, uh, you still do things the old-fashioned way at here at Sports Tech fourteen hundred. No millennial radio for you. You take calls from <laughs> professional radio callers. That's why I love you and the Thank Lord. You. Hey, and congratulations. I saw that you won the award for best college softball play-by-play host in the history of the sport. So <laughs> congratulations, like my man. Well-deserved. You are a rock star. Hey, so I wanted to talk about this Brent Venable's Hot Chick Tackle Ladies Football event that's coming up next Saturday that everyone's Correct. been promoting. And by the, by yes. the way... I understand you will be there. Miss Cement will be there, too. And she really? is attending the VIP, the v- MVP, whatever the deal is that costs the most that starts early in the morning. She had to actually donate a nude shot of herself to be able to afford this thing. It's unbelievable how expensive this deal is. So, anyway, if my man Kale, if Kale and Brent are out there listening, I've been working with Miss Cement in the center position, okay? She's, she's not very good at shotgun, okay, snapping the ball to me at shotgun. I want Kale to be able to work with her a little bit on direct snaps because I'm telling you okay. what, if we run into a problem with the center position next year, she is really good at that. So it's, <laughs> for her age, still looks darn hot. So, Kale, look for the hottest chick at this MVP deal. That will be Miss Cement. And she's got a lot of her time on her hands now that Sugars is closed. So uh, she's really right. looking forward to seeing everybody next week. So, Blank, do you have barrel racing lined up this weekend? Man, I was gonna, I've been meaning to tell you, I've watched some barrel racing a couple of years uh-huh. ago out at Shawnee at that place and man I've seen some little girls fall off these horses it's so it's so interesting and fun to watch but I've seen some dangerous spills have you seen any of those oh yeah oh yeah we've had a couple of tumbles but uh I'm dealing with a with a pretty hardcore cowgirl right now so we've seen a few falls but it's it's dangerous it can get a little bit uh nerve-wracking so I'm I'm always uh on the edge of my seat BFC so I saw a girl hit the dirt I mean, you could hear the sound from the stands, man. It was so scary. Little girl dusted herself off, you know. One one of us would have been carried off in an ambulance, and she just got up and dusted herself off. It was incredible. Hey, have you heard the story, an update on the lawsuit, the OU volleyball chick that went, that transferred to Ole Miss that sued OU because she was a Trump supporter and the volleyball coach hated her. Have you heard an update on the suit? I know she was able to progress forward with the lawsuit. I was just have not heard anything. Have not heard anything, BFC. Can't say whether right. or not it's done or still going on. I have no idea. All right, bud. Congratulations again on the award. Everyone follow me on Twitter at Bob from Cement. 
it's time for me to fly. CBFC. Yeah, it's Saturday. Um, I get a chance. Not not tomorrow. I should be very clear. Saturday, July sixteenth. I get a chance to be a part of the Brent Venables football camp, essentially, and the ladies' football clinic. Now, I want to be very clear here. Uh, the only reason I'm getting to do this is because Toby's on vacation. So, and and I I usually feel like it goes down the depth chart like this. Can Toby do it? No. Is Chad around? No. Cootie left for Nebraska. All right. Do um, you guys want to see if Taylor Maples can do it? No. <laughs> Is there anybody in this room that can can do this broadcast for us? Well, let's call Chris Plank and see if he can do it. So literally, and I jumped at it like it was. I, I'm so excited to be a part of this, but uh, it, there's still spots available, and. You can, uh, you can learn more by going to BrentVenablesFootballCamp.com, and it's right there in upcoming events. Uh, there's – I mean, it's their VIP sold out. They've sold out of their VIP, which is awesome. But it's literally uh, an event that goes from, you know, 9 to 5, 9.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m., and you get a chance to learn everything you could ever want to learn about football. Uh, there's going to be a lunch that's provided – uh, it's really well done. And I, from someone who has been very much on the outside of it and just kind of getting tea leaves every now and then, I'm going on campus. I'm going in the football offices next either Tuesday or Wednesday, Josh, to kind of get the run through. Uh, it's awesome. It's, it's really, really cool, some of the plans they have in place. So if you're looking for something fun to kind of be a, be a midsummer football filler, there you go. Brent Venable, uh, it's one of the Brent Venables football camps. The coach, uh, V12, 212 Foundation, the inaugural ladies' football camp coming up on Saturday. Saturday, go get registered at BrentVenablesFootballCamp.com. Can we get some text now? Do we feel better that we talked to BFC? Yes. Oh, yeah. We have uh, – we survived. We, we got through it. We, all of us together, we did it. It's a collective breath being held. From the 405 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, ABC, CBS, ESPN, Fox, NBC, online streaming lots and lots of money. When do players, mom and dads, agents, and lawyers decide they need their share of the media contract money? It's a very good question. And, in fact, I think it's what, Kirk Herbstreet that has been big on that front, kind of kind of pushing through that he thinks that that's an inevitability. I mean, here's the thing. Do players, student-athletes deserve that? You bet. I mean, I, it, absolutely. But it's not going to end up being like an NFLPA or a Major League Baseball Players Association unless they win their right to be considered – Athletes, or excuse me, employees of the universities, and then they can unionize and all of that. I just, I think the smart thing to do, Josh, would be to find a way to cut in the students now and not wait until you have to do it through a lawsuit or until, you know, you're down to some sort of battle. And I'm sure there's smart people that are talking about this at the conference level and, you know, maybe even those in this restructured NCAA or whatever it's going to be called. But I... I don't necessarily see it as inevitable as a Kirk Curb Street does, but enough people are talking about it that you know it's going to get in the mind of someone 
to where they're like, okay, let's go do this. Let's make this happen. What do we need to do as student athletes, as as players at OU or OSU or wherever to make this happen? I don't see it as that inevitable, but I feel like someone might. And you don't want to end up in a lit- litigation situation, uh, a legal situation over something like this. If you can avoid it, yeah, you'd, you'd like to get whatever ironed out. You have to get ironed out to avoid that. I mean, really all parties would prefer that, not just – the universities but uh, obviously you know anybody representing uh, these players as well I mean they, they don't want to be paying a bunch in court costs themselves so we'll see you know that's out there sort of in the uh, atmosphere and then the other the other thing is there's a lot of people that feel like eventually we're going to arrive at a point to where basically you're not student athletes if you're a football player anymore I, I you know, to me, that would be, uh, I think, disappointing. But it, it does kind of feel like with things changing so much that maybe we are kind of headed in that direction. Here's one quick one from the 405 before we break. In regards to the college football realignment, with the current situation of Fox and ESPN controlling these conference realignments, isn't it plausible that they kick the schools from these conferences that do not contribute to ratings. And on top of that, I see two major conferences of 20 teams and a minor conference consisting of 20 teams with the less leftovers of the Pac-12, ACC, and Big 12. I see a 12-team playoff, five from the SEC, five from the Big 10, and two from the lesser conferences. To me, that fits the network's liking, I think. You know, that seems to be the way we're trending. What he's bringing up is the idea of relegation in the Premier Leagues, right, where if you're not doing and living up to where they think you need to be, you're booted back to a lower level. I just think you're getting grandfathered in. So the Vandys can breathe easy. The Missouris can breathe easy. You ain't getting booted. But over time, Josh, I don't know. I, You know, these universities and these conferences are forced to be in bed with these TV networks because it's their massive revenue generator. And it doesn't just carry you in football, uh, but it carries you in women's basketball, this TV money does. And it carries you in, in college baseball and college softball. And, you know, I know Patty, Coach Gasso has always talked about, you know, wanting to be a revenue-generating sport. And softball is going to be a revenue-generating sport at Oklahoma sooner rather than later. So, you know, it's just to me – I still think that you're beholden to that almighty TV dollar. And if they come to you with an idea and they, they're just like, listen, I know you guys might not want to do this, but for $60 million a team, would you want to do it? You know, and they're like, whoa, okay. Well, maybe we got to look at it. I just don't think relegation, though, will end up being a part of, of, of what college sports will look like. Now, two 20-team conferences, minor conference, that kind of playoff setting, possibly. But I don't think you're ever, Josh, going to have a set number of schools from a conference that get a spot. I don't think you'll ever say, well, five SEC teams and five Big Ten teams are getting in. I think it will always be very fluid on that front. It's me, though. All right, quick break. Let's wrap hour number two next on the Plank Show. All right, I do want to uh, banny about this question before the top. It's a Plank Show right here on The Ref. With Josh Elmer, I'm Chris Plank Pierce, the intern running the show. From the 913, guys – I just spent $470 on OU Nebraska tickets. My girlfriend is mad. Please help me justify my financial irresponsibility. This is good. 
This is good. Number one, I don't think you're being financially irresponsible. I think this is a good investment. Now, again, for me, uh, I seems a little bit on the upper end of tickets. But in the same vein, Josh, unfortunately, that's kind of the going rate now for these bigger games, right, on the road. Yeah, especially Oklahoma-Nebraska. Who knows when this game is happening again in Lincoln. It's not going to be a cheap ticket. And just tell your girlfriend, hey, grow up. I mean, come on. This is a good investment. (laughs) Do you know what I would do in in all seriousness? Do you know what I would do? I would go find our Sooner Sports podcast that we did when OU played Nebraska last year. Sit, just, just say, hey, listen, we're going to go for You need to see what – you need to listen to what OU Nebraska means to people. It was our legacy series, which uh, is, is my way. Well, I'm not – popping back up here in a couple of weeks. Got a legacy, uh, legacy series episode that's going to drop. It's gonna, you're going to love it. It's going to love it. It's why the podcast been a little quiet, Josh, because i got a lot of working on here. But I'd pop in the OU Nebraska legacy series. Go through the Soonersports.com slash podcast archives and say, do you hear – what OU Nebraska means to people? I love you, baby. But you have to respect the history and tradition of OU Nebraska. Meanwhile, this is coming from a guy who got absolutely ambasted yesterday for spending 70 bucks at Metro Turf. So, good luck, bro. Maybe I'm not the guy to listen to on that front. I failed miserably. Top five stories of the day coming up next with Josh on Plank, Pierce running the show on the Home of Sooner Fan.